What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, folks. It's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com here on the Locked on Bucks podcast, episode 82 Coming to you on a Tuesday morning, actually Tuesday afternoon probably by the time you guys get this. Uh, a little bit off today, trying to figure out the holiday week. Uh, but still wrapping up what was a very big Buccaneers win Sunday at Kansas City. Uh, getting ready for their home game this week on Sunday afternoon against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, a little bit of a crazy week. Uh, our, our week in terms of coverage gets compressed a little bit to begin with. Uh, with what the Buccaneers like to call Victory Monday. Uh, Fifth time we've dealt with that this year. Uh, So no player access on Monday. And then with the holiday, uh, our Thursday access on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you listening. Uh, Very thankful to have you guys as regular listeners here on the podcast. Uh, Thursday is kind of like a Friday in that we don't have any locker room access. We just have uh, Dirk Cutter coming off the field on Thursday uh, as we normally have on Friday. So almost all of our access, almost all of our reporting in the locker room will be on Wednesday this week. Uh, just a, a compacted, compressed week. Uh, a little bit crazy, but nice to have uh, less to worry about on Thursday in terms of having Thanksgiving to spend uh, at least in the afternoon with the family, uh, which is nice. Uh, Monday, we did get to talk to Derek Cutter. Uh, had given you guys the early morning overnight recorded podcast, so everything from Monday morning on is, is news for this podcast. Uh, we did get Dirk Cutter Monday afternoon, uh, an upbeat Dirk Cutter, excited about the win. Um, the main news to come out of Dirk Cutter talking Monday afternoon is the possibility that Jacquez Rogers could be back. Uh, Buccaneers kind of getting healthy all over the place, uh, and one area where obviously they have a lot of room to get healthy is running back. Doug Martin now back the last two weeks. And uh, if Jacquez Rogers can come back, that's a big help. Uh, he was easily the most productive of the other backs they've had besides Doug Martin. Um, Jacquez has missed the last three games with a sprained foot. Uh, Cutter said that he saw Jacquez working with trainers. Uh, I think the Monday weekly conversation that Jason Light had with trainers was encouraging. Um, so we don't know, but uh, you know, he said come Wednesday... Uh, they'll know better as to whether Jacquez Rogers could practice Wednesday, which is a first step toward having him back to play on Sunday. Uh, Seattle is not a good run defense. Uh, they do a lot of things well defensively, but they have given up a fair amount of yards uh, from opponents running the ball against them. So if the, the Bucks could somehow have a healthy Doug Martin and Jacquez Rogers back, uh, that's a nice upgrade. Actually, Peyton Barber, uh, we didn't mention in the podcast yesterday, but I thought Peyton Barber played very well uh, Sunday in his brief work, had really one drive where he got most of his touches, but had like, uh, I want to say 23 yards in his first four carries, something like that. Moved the ball well, had a couple first downs. Dave gave Doug Martin a good spell. Doug Martin had uh, a large share of the snaps on Sunday, kind of the first time they've been back to, we have a healthy Doug Martin, we're going to run healthy Doug Martin as much as we can. So he had, I think, 60 snaps out of 77 on offense, um, had 24 carries, uh, another three or four catches, so definitely was heavily involved. Uh, points to, again, as we've talked about all season long, 
uh, how much the Bucks are committed to establishing the running game, how, how big a part of that. You know, so much of their success in Kansas City with these long, sustained drives, uh, like 36 minutes in time of possession. Every single drive they had of their first six drives, they only had seven, but every single one was at least nine plays, at least 50 yards, uh, and all but one at least four minutes long. So just lots of long, sustained drives that, that help, help keep the defense off the field, give them fresh legs for later in the game. They need much of the same against the Seahawks. Uh, and if they can get Jacquez Rogers back, that's a big help in that direction. We had one minor clarification with Charles Sims. We've talked a lot about when he can come back. There's a complicated math involved in, in injured reserve and coming off of injured reserve. Um, each NFL team can choose one player who was placed on injured reserve after the initial cut day, after September 3rd, and bring them back after they've been gone for eight weeks. What's curious is that it's it's eight weeks to the day, so it's kind of complicated and that the Bucks waited until uh, Monday. They, in week five, they played the Panthers on Monday Night Football, and they waited until Monday of that week to put Charles Sims on IR. And the problem with doing that is that they have to wait until Monday, eight weeks from then, to get him back. So it cost them, because if they had done it on Saturday of that week, they'd get him back in time to play in that week's game. So where we had thought before that they could get Charles Sims back, Charles Sims back for week 13 and play the last five games of the year. Uh, the letter of the law is that it's eight weeks to the day after you go on IR. So that actually is the day after their game in week 13. So uh, Charles Sims can start practicing this week. If the Bucks want to designate him as their player to come back off IR, uh, he can start practicing even Wednesday. Uh, and they would have two weeks of practice and can come back for week 14 which is the home game against the Saints, uh, and then have him for the last four games. So again, as much as the Bucks have been shorthanded at running back, uh, playing guys like Mike James and Anton Smith and Peyton Barber, uh, they could be back to having Martin and Rodgers, which would leave probably Peyton Barber as the third back on Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure if Mike James would even stick on this roster as a fourth running back. He's kind of played sparingly, uh, could see him cut, to provide depth in another position if uh, if Rodgers and Martin are both healthy this week. You did see the Bucks on Sunday uh, cut Russell Hansborough from the practice squad. Russell's kind of been that emergency next guy in type running back while they've dealt with these injury issues. Hansborough gone off the practice squad. They signed a guy named Mike Lidke. That's L-I-E-D-T-K-E. I hope I'm spelling that right. I think that, or pronouncing that right. I think it's Lidke. But Mike Lidke, offensive lineman from Illinois State, has bounced around a couple practice squads this season. Uh, just gives them depth. Obviously, the Bucks are dealing with some injuries on the offensive line. Um, you know, we know that Evan Smith is out for another one to three weeks. Uh, Joe Hawley came back healthy at center, but at left guard, they initially started Ben Gottschalk on Sunday against the Chiefs. Uh, ben went down with an injury. Uh, Caleb Beninock had to come in and actually played fairly well. Uh, much improved was what Dirk Cutter said. So just, just to take you through things here, they had no backup interior offensive linemen for the last three quarters of Sunday's game. If the Bucks had lost another player to injury, they would have had to slide one of their tackles into guard as a result, play a guy out of position, which is not ideal. Um, so as a result... Now there's some some issue as to whether Ben Gottschalk would be available for Sunday. If he's not healthy, they would have to probably promote another offensive lineman. That that next guy is probably a guy named Josh Allen. I don't know if we've talked about Josh on the podcast much, but he, he's been on the practice squad all year uh, with Gottschalk. Gottschalk's been up the last two games. 
So Josh Allen would come up and be your, uh, I guess, your 10th offensive lineman and, and your 7th active lineman, if you will, uh, on Sunday. But that's only if Pamphil's not back, because Kevin Pamphil's still out with a concussion. If Pamphil's still out and Evan Smith is still out and Ben Gottschalk is still out, that's when you'd have to call somebody up. The Bucks are hopeful they can get Kevin Pamphil back. They get him back, you're back to your original starting offensive line. You're completely healthy on the offensive line. Holly back at center, Pamphil back at left guard. Uh, they've done done very well considering the number of injuries they've had to guard this season. Uh, if you think about, again, Sweezy, before the year even starts, Sweezy's gone. Uh, with Pamphil gone, you had Evan Smith. With Evan Smith gone, you had Ben Gottschalk. With Ben Gottschalk gone, you had Caleb Beninock. So you're on your fourth guard at this point and only gave up one sack in 77 plays against a good Chiefs defense on Sunday. So this offensive line, much like running back, has been able to weather a lot of injuries and really hold up very well. I mean, that line Sunday didn't look like a line that had a guy playing in his second NFL game in it. Uh, So Caleb Beninock stepped up very well there. Uh, Again, Beninock has been hard to evaluate because he missed some of OTAs because of that weird... Uh, NFL rule with guys who are on the quarters system and left early not being able to participate in anything more than rookie minicamp. So he didn't have OTAs. He had the uh, the injury in training camp that cost him most of training camp. I think he missed, I guess he played in the last preseason game and that was the only game he got to play in. Um, so he hasn't had even the normal backup reps you'd expect. Has been healthy all season since then uh, but obviously has been kind of that you know, they've got nine offensive linemen, and they only dress seven on game day. So Beninock and Leonard Wester have kind of been the, the red shirts, if you will, kind of the guys that are on the roster, on the 53, but expect to be inactive on Sunday uh, under normal circumstances. Well, the injuries, they've gotten thrust in things. So, again, big, big one for Caleb Beninock to step up there. Uh, the other injury news that comes out of, uh, comes out of Monday is that Earl Thomas, the uh, Seahawks safety, looks to be out. He's got an injury they're saying is a 10- to 14-day injury. Uh, so much as was the case Sunday with the Chiefs being without Marcus Peters, uh, if the Bucks are without Earl Thomas, or the Bucks don't have to face Earl Thomas on Sunday, that's a big plus. Uh, that's another key part of that Legion of Boom secondary, a big part of Seattle's run defense as well. So that would be a major help for the Bucks if they don't have to face Earl Thomas here in Tampa on Sunday uh, against the Seahawks. Other things I want to get to, kind of things we talked a little bit about uh, Monday, but after the podcast went out, uh, Brent Grimes obviously left Sunday's game with a quad injury, uh, quad contusion, um, and Dirk Cutter in postgame had made it seem like that's not a big deal, said he didn't think it was a serious injury. We'll know better uh, Wednesday, even Thursday, seeing if Brent's able to practice. They got by pretty well with Alteron Werner in corner. You know, Alteron had started the first two games as the outside corner, um, being used as the outside corner in the nickel, I should say, uh, and played very well, stepped in. Obviously, had one play where uh, Tyreek Hill, the speedy Chiefs rookie, got behind him, had like a 40-yard gain down the right sideline. But other than that, I thought Werner played very well, had two pass breakups in coverage on Sunday. So they have Werner if they need him. Uh, Werner actually went down at the end of the game where Josh Robinson got pressed into the game. Josh has not played defense all year, has been outstanding as a gunner on on punt coverage, but had not played a single down of defense uh, up until Sunday. I think it was actually like two snaps he got in for. Luckily, it wouldn't have to be much, but uh, Werner said he's fine. That shouldn't be an injury concern. Brent Grimes is the one we'll be watching there in terms of uh, 
how healthy he is, how much they can get him back. You know, uh, Seattle has Doug Baldwin, who's a, a top-tier touchdown threat at, at, tight, at receiver. Uh, they have speed for certain in Tyler Lockett, much like Tyreek Hill. Uh, so, you know, as we look at this Seahawks offense as the week continues, uh, Seahawks are hurting at running back. You know, they had cut Christine Michael. Uh, now it looks like they might be down uh, a body or two at running back as well. Might even have to use their uh, – they've just promoted a running back off the practice squad. He looks like he'll be live on Sunday as well. So we'll get into the Seattle offense, uh, how much they might be facing Russell Wilson as a passer versus Seattle as a running game later in the week. Uh, the other note we want to mention, uh, Mike Evans, uh, who had 105 yards on Sunday against the Chiefs, needs 84 yards to get to 1,000 for the season. Uh, he's third in the NFL right now in receiving only Julio Jones and A.J. Green ahead of him. And with A.J. Green out with that uh, injury from Sunday, now literally, I mean, a week from now, he might be the number two receiver in the NFL. So big numbers for Mike Evans. If he gets to 1,000 yards on Sunday, would be just the second Buccaneers receiver to get to 1,000 in their first 11 games of the season. Joey Galloway did that in 2005. Uh, so we'll talk more about that later in the week. We'll talk about Levante David, who continues to be very quiet in this Bucks defense. Uh, had only four tackles on Sunday. Was looking it up. In Levante David's first four NFL seasons, we're talking about 62 games, had only one game in four years where he had four tackles or less. He has now had four tackles or less in three straight games, uh, just not being a productive part of this defense. Some of that, as we talked about, is, is a different scheme, one that doesn't necessarily funnel uh, players to him in this defense, uh, but he's tied for fifth on this defense in tackles over the last three games. Uh, Quan, obviously, Conte, McDougald, Hargraves, all with more t- more tackles than him. Will Golston has as many tackles as him over these last three games. So we'll talk a little bit more about Levante and why things aren't working there. That will wrap things up here, folks. Thank you guys again uh, for listening to this Tuesday podcast. We'll have more coming back on Wednesday. We'll have that more uh, early in the morning, like usual, kind of have an unusual schedule today. But thank you guys for listening. That will wrap things up. Episode 82 is in the books. Thank you guys for listening for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. We'll be back tomorrow with the Locked on Bucks podcast. Thanks for listening, folks. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog... Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.